Good morning and welcome. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour live on this Tuesday, August the 15th. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group Wealth Insurance. The physical delivery of precious metals is what we do. Our toll-free number, 800 to the website at allamericangold.com. Maybe, you know what? One of the best that we have had in a long time today. Ramon outdid himself. All kinds of great information is out on the website this morning, uh, whether it be what's happening with silver, whether it be what's going on with safety deposit boxes, or could we see the Chinese be the owners of Fiat Chrysler, and much, much more. Make sure you get out there today at allamericangold.com. we got a great show lined up for you. We've got some great opportunities, and I hope everybody has the... Uh, the means to to put some more wealth insurance away. We had a really crazy report out this morning. And I was actually, I was prepared. I was going to come out. I was going to tell you what a great number it was. And I got nothing bad to say. And then, of course, we dug into it. And now uh, even Wall Street was like, yeah, come on. Uh, I'll tell you the number. The retail sales number came out. This was a July number, and and people were waiting on this number to kind of see what the direction of the of the economy was headed. And they came out. It was glorious. They said that retail sales. It was the one of the big. I know it was the biggest increase this year. Excuse me. The biggest increase in retail sales uh, that we had seen really in quite some time, and then everybody and their brother came out and said, "Yeah, what are they talking about?" Uh, they had a huge 1.2 billion dollar increase in car sales uh, that everybody knows. Car sales are not going up; they're going down. Uh, this was. Uh, leading to a lot of, of conflict out there. We'll break, I'll break the whole report down for you uh, in, in the next segment. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about silver. Where is it heading? Why is it time to buy? Matter of fact, it's a better buy today than it was yesterday. Get ready for that. I've got another in-stock item uh, to go along with it as well, but we're going to, we are now seeing not only are we seeing a reduction in production and mine silver, we are now seeing what appears to be a very large new source of demand. We're going to tell you all about that. We're going to also talk about manufacturing jobs. Of course, everybody leaving the manufacturing council. Have you seen that? I, 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 I did not pay attention. I know... You know, we try to stay out of the political arena and all of those things. And what happened in uh, 
over the weekend with the white supremacist rally and then the the driving of the vehicle and the killing of a of a I guess a protester protesting the protest and apparently Donald Trump didn't protest it hard enough or I don't didn't it wasn't stern enough and I guess really they were they were mad because he didn't specifically mention the KKK and the white supremacists over the weekend. He did that yesterday. And or I, I don't know if it was either yesterday or today he came out with a big another big announcement, but they there's now four more CEOs have left the manufacturing council, the CEOs across the country. Um and and I don't know, you know, I can't understand why it is that we can't get together and try to get this thing all worked out. But then there was a great article talking about maybe what the real reason is and what's really happening in manufacturing and how they're really not looking for manufacturing jobs. They are looking to hire, just not the the old school manufacturing job. We'll, We'll talk all about that. And then are we on the precipice of another major blow to the U.S. workforce? Uh, One in nine people are employed in this field. I'll let you think. I'll give you a couple hints. It's not waiters and waitresses. It's not retail employees. But it's another huge section, and it's massive. And you start thinking about... Uh, where we are and why we can't get any of this growth. And then you really, when you really dig into where the bulk of the jobs are in this country, I think it'll point to that as well. So we're going to get, we got a lot of things to cover. We had uh, retail sales out for Coach, Advanced Auto Parts, and Dick's all down big to the downside. There was, I thought was a bright spot, Home Depot. Apparently, Home Depot is immune to the Amazon existence. Apparently, you can't, Amazon hasn't figured out a way yet to deliver lumber. <laughs> Once they do, that could be the end of Home Depot. But they, I thought they had a pretty good number, uh, Home Depot. Everybody else that reported, not so much. And then, of course, we had wholesale inventories. Something happened there that doesn't bode well for the second half of the year as well. We got it all for you. Don't touch that dial. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Shout out to Jeff. He was in picking up an order yesterday. And I I wasn't here. When I got in this morning, I was in here about 5.15 this morning. And I walk into the studio, and there's this case of Coors Light, right? And, and remember, if you guys are listening to the Friday show, we kind of told you about Jack Daniels Friday and why we did away with it. And, and you know, I really don't drink whiskey all that often, pretty much almost never. And I, I mentioned, you know, I drink Coors Light. And, and lo and behold, bam, there's a case of Coors Light. And I was telling the... So when I was uh, getting ready to do the show and I was calling in, I was telling Ramon the story. And Ramon had a great idea. And 
instead of Jack Daniels Friday, I'm now going to call it $100 Bill Friday. That way you guys will just start bringing me $100 bills. It'll be perfect. So get ready. This Friday will be our first installment of $100 bill Friday. Wendy's shaking her head. You don't think they'll fall for that one? I'd like a percentage if it works. <laughs> Ramon, you got it. I'll give you 5%. I'll give you 5% of, Sold. of, of every $100 bill that, that we get. But, uh, Jeff, thank you. Uh, that was gifts are always appreciated. Uh, and, and so I thought that was pretty funny, to, and uh, I appreciate it. You know what? People are listening. Silver. Let's talk silver. I know you're like, wow, double, you have talked a lot. I have. There's a reason. Take advantage. We have, You know, silver's down, what is it, down 45 cents. It's incredible. All I, and some of it has to do with the... I don't want to call it fake news. I don't, okay? But the retail sales number, and I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, but apparently Kim Jong-un canceled the bombing of Guam. Um, I thought that happened yesterday, but apparently, I guess he made it official last night. Just no one told Guam, and they actually activated the alert that there was incoming bombs coming. It was I'm sure that made everybody happy, but I don't know if he tweeted it out. You know, maybe he's got – I don't know his Twitter handle, if he has Twitter, you know, at badassdictator.com. I don't know. Uh, but but apparently they, they had a sell-off in gold and silver, and then the fake jobs or fake retail sales number came out. They sold off even more. Gold's actually recovered in, in his – back to where it was after the Kim Jong-un announcement. Uh, Silver hasn't done it yet, but it will. But you're back. We're closing back again to 77 ounces of silver for one ounce of gold. In the great article, this was uh, Michael Lombardi. A lot of you I know uh, follow this guy, and, and, and we do too. But he brought up Two very, very good points. One we know about, one we broke down, which was silver miners are having trouble. Whether it be most of them, almost across the board, lower ore qualities. In other words, hey, listen, you know, the easy silver, we've kind of gotten that part, right? It's kind of, it's turned into the gold thing, right? It's harder and harder to find. And the stuff that we have, the quality of the ore isn't as good. So, in other words, the amount of silver we're getting per ton is diminishing. But he talked about the latest country to get in. India. A country known for its gold demand. Is buying a lot of silver lately helping push silver prices up near a record high for 2017, right? And we we know gold and silver have set yearly highs this year across the board. And And I've been telling you it's going to continue, and here's just another reason why. Because I've been hearing reports about how much India has been importing. Remember, and I've talked about it, a couple of different, even yesterday, I told you about the tax law of 2016 and how much demand uh, was was taken away 
and now we're seeing it come back, right? They they loaded up in 2015, kind of took 2016 off, and now it's all back. But the gold markets are back to normal. The silver market's way above normal. In the month of June, $178 million worth of silver was imported to India. And that is a... Uh, the source was quick estimates. They're the ones they do uh, commodities, uh, futures, and, and they track this type of stuff. According to the latest data as of August the 3rd, so this is fairly fresh data. If we assume an average price of $16.50, India imported 10.79 million ounces of silver in, a, in, in the month. Demand for silver in India has been strong all year. In May, forget about 178 million, they did... $443 million worth of silver imported. That was a thousand plus percent increase during the same period a year ago. If you go back further and you look at import records for April, March, and February, all of those months, strong silver imports from India especially when you compare it to last year. India, well known for its gold consumption, but gold prices, kind of just like everywhere else, gold prices are not down. I know that sometimes it feels that way, but they're not. If you go back to December of 2015, gold hit its low of 1,050. Right, We closed 2016 at 1,100 and change. Now we're here at 2017, and we're at 1200 and right now $1,273. An ounce of gold in India costs 81,000 rupees. Now, that's a lot of rupees, but it's not a lot of money. That means buying an ounce of gold would require several months of salary for the average Indian. So you think about here, you know, gold twelve hundred and seventy three dollars. Uh, you know, that's that's pretty expensive here as well. When you think about the average American out there only makes thirty thousand dollars. And of course you can't buy it for the spot price, but I mean, you figure that it's at least half of the monthly income here, but in India it's two months of income. It says, looking at that, it's not irrational to make the assumption Indian consumers might be leaning towards silver because they can't afford gold anymore. An ounce of silver only costs 1,100 rupees. Obviously, much more affordable than the price of gold. Silver prices are up 7% this year. And it wouldn't surprise me, I wouldn't be surprised to see them go much higher 
before 2017 is up. And really, just to get back to what I would call a balance market, you still need a couple of dollars an ounce just on that alone. On the supply side, we are continuing to see dismal production figures for 2017 coming from all the major silver mining companies. Lombardi's been predicting $50 an ounce silver, and he remains unchanged in that view. Aside from the boom in the new solar panel industry and other new technologies, the old industrial need for silver, when a country like India is importing over 4% of the total annual production of silver into a country in just two months, Higher silver prices are just a matter of time. So Lombardi's talking about, hey, listen, the industrial demand continues. Right? We really haven't seen a big change in that number, especially because it seems like all this new technology all requires it. And now India, which is a country that we never, when we talk about imports of silver, we don't talk about India. Right? We talk about it in gold terms, and now Lombardi's saying, hey, you know what, you better put them on the radar, because in just two months they bought 4% of the total mine production. So he kind of extrapolates and say if that pace continues, I mean, India could be buying 20 to 25% of total silver production, uh, which is, let's face it, that's a big piece. So as I told you, we have some new items today. They just got here yesterday. They were in an IRA from from a, a, a customer of ours. They come in sheets. There's 10 one-ounce silver bar in each sheet. You have to buy 10. These are one-ounce. They're Northwest Territory 395 one-ounce silver bars. Silver right now is $16.67. We're selling these bars at eighteen dollars, which is a dollar what dollar thirty three over spot, and and that number is going to keep falling because I think silver is probably going to rebound like gold did as well. But they're eighteen dollars, so it's a hundred and eighty dollars per sheet. I have twenty five sheets, so you're going to pick up ten ounces of silver, and you're buying it. At eighteen dollars, even at eighteen dollars, gold's twelve hundred and seventy-three. At eighteen, that still puts it at almost seventy-one ounces of silver to an ounce of gold. So you still have plenty of room. Like I said, just to get back to balance, silver right now should be nineteen, at least nineteen dollars, somewhere between nineteen to twenty dollars. And then you factor in what Lombardi had to say, and he actually broke down the amount of silver being imported from India this year on top of the falling of mine production. It's just a matter of time. 800 951 
800-500-0592. So for $180, you're going to get 10 one-ounce, three-nine fine Northwest Territory silver bars. And they come in these sheets, so they're wrapped in plastic. And they're really nice. They are really nice, and they are here, so they will ship uh, immediately. Uh, the only you have to buy the sheet, so it's one hundred and eighty dollars a sheet. There's only twenty five sheets at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. As we look, I told you retail sales had come out today, and I'm going to break down all of the numbers for you. The biggest thing that we took away from the retail sales number was the headline number, which caused an immediate panic in the marketplace. And then when we dug into the details, and I didn't do the digging, I had actually said, you know what, I'm just going to come out and tell everyone we got great news today, but somebody else did the digging for me. Uh, We're coming up on the break, so I'm going to break down the retail sales number that came out today, the initial reaction, and then the follow-up reaction, and try to figure out where it is we're really heading. Make sure you don't... Don't waste the break. Pick up these silver sheets. They're $180 a sheet. I got two lines open at 800-951-0592. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily commentary continuing the conservative pro-family legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Haidt. In his March 23, 1983 televised address, President Ronald Reagan called for the American people to pursue a bold plan to launch a new missile defense program which would render Soviet nuclear armaments obsolete. He said, The defense policy of the United States is based on a simple premise. The United States does not start fights. We will never be an aggressor. We maintain our strength in order to deter and defend against aggression, to preserve freedom and peace. Phyllis Schlafly put it another way in her May 1983 Phyllis Schlafly report. She said, President Reagan offers our nation the choice, living in terror of nuclear war based on a strategy of retaliation and revenge, or living in freedom based on a strategy of rendering attacking nukes obsolete. In simpler terms, our choice is fear or freedom. Liberals immediately mocked Reagan's proposed strategic defense initiative. Their protests against a non-nuclear, non-aggressive system proved that liberals cared more about American concession than global peace. Phyllis Schlafly was quick to point out the diplomatic illiteracy and denial of scientific consensus which fueled arguments from the left. Liberals claimed that SDI would destabilize relations with the Soviet Union and lead to nuclear war before it even went online. Phyllis argued that only a country with plans to do us harm should have a problem with a missile defense system possessing no offensive capability whatsoever. Although SDI was never fully implemented as Reagan had envisioned it, the program was still a crucial part of ending the Cold War. We should remember this lesson, as we cannot allow pessimistic naysayers from the left to disrupt our dialogue of hope and optimism. Can we build a wall on our southern border? Can we put America first in trade? Can we defeat radical Islam on our shores? The answer lies in the May 1983 Phyllis Schlafly report. In religious terms, Phyllis wrote, Despair is a sin. 
In practical terms, despair is self-defeating. In American terms, despair is historically false. We have proved that we are the great can-do nation. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. America is safe only when America is strong. Our national defense requires the most modern technology and best trained soldiers, and there should be no social politics or idle threats coming out of Washington. At phyllisschlafly.com, we take this work very seriously. Please visit phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. He was backwards, backwards, use words like no, sir. Yes, ma'am, by God. Welcome back. Patriot Radio News Hour. Sheets of one-ounce silver bars. So you're going to get, there's ten one-ounce bars in every sheet. you got to buy, so you got to buy the sheet because I don't want to cut them up. Uh, the, all the silver's been really nicely protected. Uh, just a great opportunity. Uh, they're eighteen dollars to the ounce, so you're talking dollar thirty three and falling over spot. Uh, we had twenty five when we started. Wendy's still on the phone. She's been on the phone the entire break, so it's probably uh, not going to make it uh, through the rest of the show. So make sure if you're looking to get some silver and you're looking to buy it at the best price possible, this is it at eight hundred nine five one. Zero five nine two. Uh, let me just give you the number. The report this morning had the dollar roar. Matter of fact, the dollar got above ninety four. Gold, which had been down ten dollars, eleven dollars, went all the way down. It was down eighteen dollars. Silver, which was down about twenty five cents, was fell to down sixty cents. Gold is now back down to ten dollars, down ten. That was at where it was with the North Koreans saying, "Okay, we're really not going to bomb Guam." And but uh, and silver is coming back. It's just not quite back to where where it was before that announcement. But they said retails retail sales climbed six tenths of a percent in July. And economists had only been expecting a four tenth increase compared to a two-tenths of a percent drop originally reported the previous month. By the way, they also took the previous month and said it wasn't negative two-tenths, it was positive three-tenths. How could this be true? Well, they told us. The bigger-than-expected increase in retail sales Due to a jump in the sales of motor vehicles and from parts dealers. And and I'm going to tell you right now, I wasn't going to poo-poo it. I wasn't. Because it's just ridiculous on itself. Remember what all of the actual dealers have been saying. Remember what General Motors, sales down 15%, Ford down, down 8%, Chrysler down 10%. And then, of course, this was funny because Advanced Auto Parts actually had earnings this morning. And they were not good. And they were blaming number one reason for poor sales, lack of automobile sales. So they came out and said 
that the auto sales surged 1.2% in July. And how did they get the June number to be better? They said they turned June's number into a almost a nine-tenth of a percent increase in June. And I just kind of let it play out. And then they all these analysts started piping up and started coming out with, with uh, I guess, disdain for these fake numbers that the government is now putting out there. Uh, the, 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 the best one of the group, the best one of the group is, is an analyst who I watch them because I, I like, you know, they call BS when they see it, where some of the others just don't. They just go out on TV and they tell you, you know, the sun is shining even though it's pouring rain out. Uh, but but the the numbers that were reported, here's what they broke. Here's how they broke it down, and I'll, then I'll tell you who who it was that broke them down. July's two weeks ago. July auto numbers were reported. Right, these are the numbers I just gave you. They were a total disaster. Recall sales for bloated inventories from General Motors were down 15%. I'm sorry, Ford was down 7 and Chrysler was down 11 Those were the numbers they reported. Despite record incentive spending, overall auto sales declined and disappointed for yet a month, another month. And yet, according to this morning's retail sales data reported by the Census Bureau, sales of motor vehicle and parts stores rose much more robustly than anybody had expected. Matter of fact, according to the number, it was the biggest increase in auto sales since December. It was the best sale ever. Even though the actual automobile industry said, hey, we just had the worst June in years. Or, I'm sorry, July, excuse me, worst July in years. South Bay Research, you want to look them up there. When it comes to research, they're one of the better ones. The number was so bizarre and so out of context with the actual retail sales data. Here's what they said. Don't believe the auto sales data. That was their their headline. Don't believe it. Pure per the Bureau of Economic Activity. Okay, not the Census Bureau. The Census Bureau does retail sales. And here's the problem with all of these numbers. They just have a formula. And they never catch up. They're always behind the trend. In other words, retail sales of automobiles are actually falling. Normally, historically, the summertime is a big sales period for cars. Right, Fourth of July and all the promotions and, and, of course, you know, the Labor Day sales in May. And this is normally when car sales increase. 
then of course car sales are doing what? Just what I told you, they're falling, and yet the Census Bureau doesn't know you know how to adjust their formula. They say that according to J.D. Power, you know, you've heard of those guys, right? I mean, they've got a pretty good reputation. The average retail price of an automobile was $950 lower in July than in June because the automobile companies were trying, you know, offering huge discounts. So not only did the number of vehicles sold go down, the actual average price went down, not because the, it cost less, just because they, you know, they were giving them way more, you know, charging less money. And they said no rise in auto sales per, per the real world numbers, coupled with the actual fall in prices. But in the fantasy land, and again. This is South Bay Research. The fantasy land of the Census Bureau announced that auto sales to get to their number increased 7% year over year. Just a quick update, and then we're going to get back to South Bay and breaking down the July number for retail sales. Uh, There's eight sheets left. If you're just joining us, we we just got them in yesterday afternoon. They were one-ounce silver bars. They came in sheets of ten. So they're they're all wrapped in plastic. I mean, really nice. They're they're one-ounce silver bars. They're $18 to the ounce, which right now is now $1.32 over spot. And I've got eight sheets left. You got to buy a sheet, so the you got to buy them in ten. So there's eight sheets left. They're a hundred and eighty dollars a sheet, and they are here. They are live. They are in stock at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Now South Bay did go on to say that yes, yeah, the car sales were junk. Forget that. That didn't happen. They weren't up 7% year over year, right? They know they were down. But they did say, and I didn't even realize, I remember uh, Amazon promoting it, Amazon Prime Day did have a huge effect. They said that non-store retail sales, in other words, Amazon, right? Because when you think non-store retail sales, they're the main guys. Sales jumped $700 million, and that's what they said was the Amazon Prime effect. And they said that Amazon uh, contributed to about two-tenths of a percent of the increase. Uh, So a huge number out of Amazon. says the retail sales data does reinforce my economic macro views and said that the the retail headline figure is wrong <laughs> and analysts were correct to to say that they were okay the fact that the reality is badly captured by the retail figure is concerning 
insofar as it affects the Federal Reserve's decision-making. Now, I don't know what all of that means, right? What, what can you do? These are the numbers that get presented on a daily basis, and we're left to figure it all out. And I, and I don't know how you make heads or tails of that. I mean, it's fairly, I mean, it's embarrassing. Right? Every major car manufacturer, except for maybe one that what, what was had a uh, diesel admissions issue at this time a year ago, said sales were horrible. Um, but my best guess is retail sales were, were about what they were. You know what I'm saying, right? They probably were no better in July or no worse in July than they were in June, May, April. Shifting gears. Herbie Mays. This is about, remember I told you we're going to talk a little manufacturing. Herbie Mays. Herbie Mays. A proud 3M, well, employee. Well, used to be. And it shows. In the 3M shirt he wears, in the 3M ring he earned after three decades at the company's plant in Cincinnati, and the way he shows off a card from a 3M supervisor praising Mays as a great employee. But all of that is simply nostalgia. May's last day at 3M was in March. Bent on cutting costs and refocusing its portfolio, the company decided to close the plant that made bandages, knee braces, and other health care supplies and move it to a plant in Mexico. See, it's still happening. At 62, May is unemployed and wants to work, though on the face of it, he has plenty of opportunities, right? Remember, this is the jobs market they talk about. Remember yesterday I told you about the Wall Street Journal and the gale that was returning into the workforce and said I did it because they said jobs were great. I applied at 30 companies. I had one company respond out of 30, and that company passed on me. It says barely 10 miles from his home, GEA Aviation has been expanding and hiring. And then they talk about the job openings that are in Ohio. By the way, he lives in Ohio. This is in Norwood, Ohio. And it says that while it's true that many jobs have gone overseas, they keep talking about all of these manufacturing jobs. And as I look through the article, and this was a, it was five, six pages long, I highlighted some things. There are more computers on the manufacturing floor than machine tools and other types of equipment, according to the CEO of Siemens USA. Last year, software developer was the second most common job advertised by manufacturing companies. Software developer is now the new 
manufacturing job. I didn't know that. By the way, you want to know what the number one job posted was? Sales. You want to know why? Because the sales guys get paid commission. (laughs) We'll hire you. If you can sell something, we'll pay you. If not, well, thanks for coming. I'm going to finish up with the new manufacturing jobs, and then I'll give you an update on the silver bar sheet when we return. Final Slam Patriot Radio News Hour. This was out of the manufacturing and talking about, here's a guy who worked for 3M for over 30 years. Can't get a job. Yet, manufacturing jobs and all kinds of jobs are everywhere. According to uh, the latest, there are twice as many openings for software development jobs as there are for engineer jobs, like mechanical engineers, you know, which is the the lifeblood of of manufacturing, right? So really what they need is, hey, we need people to tell the robots what to do. By the way, you don't need a college degree to get that job. You can go to uh, a trade school and, and get one of those jobs uh, pretty easily. Well, I don't know if you can get the job easily, but you can get the the know-how uh, without getting your, that college degree. But, uh, again, just something that, that when you look at what is happening to jobs, I told you at the beginning. Oh, by the way, I almost forgot. Six. That's the number of sheets that are left. Ten one-ounce silver bars. They come in a sheet of ten and in plastic, really nice. $18 an ounce, $180 a sheet. Don't make me be a liar. I said we wouldn't get through this show. I can't believe that we still have six left. There's six left at 800-951-0592. One in nine jobs in the United States. Remember the beginning of the show I said, I'm going to talk about another huge segment of the U.S. jobs market. According to uh, the the government, for lack of a better term, self-driving vehicles now have the potential to reshape a wide range of occupations currently held by one in nine American workers. 3.8 million people drive taxis, trucks, ambulances, other vehicles. An additional 11.7 million workers drive as part of their work, including, you know, police officers, real estate agents, plumbers, you know, all those things. Roughly 11.3% of total U.S. employment is based upon driving for a living according to the Commerce Department. Lyft said yesterday that by 2021 a Lyft will be picking you up with no driver. I don't know if that's going to be true or not, but we've heard it, we've seen it. Matter of fact, uh, Google's cars are here. I don't know if you see them driving around town. If you drive around town, you've seen them. Especially if you drive down near ASU, they're all over the place uh, down there. But 11.3% of 
the total U.S. workforce. Right? What are you, you're driving a truck. You're driving a cab. You're driving for Lyft. You're driving for Uber. Maybe you're a limo driver. I mean, right? You start thinking about this is the U.S. economy, really? Waiters and waitresses and Lyft and Uber drivers and, well, you know, I guess Amazon's taking care of the retail sector, right, as uh, everyone from advanced auto parts to coach to dicks all said sales weren't very good. Matter of fact, the only one doing pretty well, Home Depot, because they aren't delivering lumber yet. Silver sheets, 10 one-ounce silver bars for 180 bucks at 800 951 0592. Everyone take care. Make sure you get out to the website. There's a bunch of stuff I didn't even get to today.